One of life's greatest questions is what happens to us after we die. Is death the end or a new beginning? Welcome to the Round Trip Death Podcast. In this show, we listen to firsthand accounts of people who have been clinically dead and return to talk about it. Welcome to the podcast today. We have a very special guest today, David Oakford. David, hello. Welcome. Hi, thank you. Welcome to you. Thank you for having me. Um, I know you've had a, a really, really interesting experience years ago. Uh, we've talked a little bit. I've read a little bit about it, and, and I can't wait to hear your story. And so we're just going to jump right in. If you would take us back, and I know this was quite a few years ago, give us a little background as to what was going on in your life before you had this near-death experience, and then go ahead and tell us what happened. Okay. Uh, in 1979, I was 19 years old, and um, I had the uh, experience then um, when I, uh, I was basically uh, a, a bad kid, basically. I, uh, I, I would get up in the morning, go to school, either on the bus or I'd walk to school, and then I'd hang around the school all day. And get into you know do do my stuff, smoke my weed, do you know the, the pills, you know the mescaline stuff like that. Uh, uh, I did that, and so I started doing that stuff. I did that uh, pretty often during that time into like heavier type of drugs. Um, okay, so so is that what led to your experience? Was the drugs? Yes, yes. Yeah. So my experience was from a drug overdose, and um, I learned the hard way that crack cocaine is not the same thing as regular cocaine. It comes in a rock for a reason because you're supposed to smoke it. It doesn't come in a powder. And what I did was I got the stuff. I didn't even know what it was then. It was some kind of cocaine. I didn't listen to the other part of it. I thought it was just like a brand name or something, you know. And So I crushed it up and I snorted it, which, no, it ended up being bad. But um, I did that. And... Um, my friend that got it for me, he said, oh, he said, you did enough that's going to kill you. And I, I said, right, you know, nothing's going to kill me. I, I don't die, you know. And, um, so I did that. And then we went outside on the front porch and I drank some, I had some beer out there. And I was standing around and all of a sudden I had to sit down because I was getting a little little dizzy, you know. And then, and then I sat down and then oh, oh, that didn't work either. So I laid down. And passed out on the front lawn, based out. But the next thing I did, I, I thought I woke up in this chair in the house, and I felt this sound. It was like a music was coming from the inside of my body. It was like tones, and each one I, I could hear all of them at the same time, and I could hear each individual part. Okay, I'm hearing it, and eventually it faded away part by part, slowly faded away part by part. And then the next thing I know, I'm hearing loud rock music. It was the doors. It was like way loud, and it felt like it was a sore cutting through me. It, it, it actually, it hurt. And um, uh, I couldn't take it out. So I got up to turn the stereo down. Couldn't touch the knob. Tried to unplug it, couldn't unplug it. Started getting all panicky. Tried to go out the door, couldn't touch the handle, couldn't turn the handle, couldn't get out. And then oh, oh, I got, I started getting more scared by the by the minute. And 
I went around the house looking for my friends and I couldn't find them. And it started to be real, real hard to move. Uh, I tried like running and then I ended up, I, oh, I was trying to crawl. I was trying to do everything that, you know, that I knew what to do to be able to move. Eventually I made my way back into the family room where my body was. And I saw my body there and that, that put me like over the top. It's like, Whoa, what's going on here? How, how can this be? You know, I, I never knew anything about that uh, after life, you know, before that. I didn't know what to do. I got scared. And I thought, well, why don't I try to pray? Maybe, you know, well, I kind of believed in that, you know. So so I prayed and I said, God, I really messed up here. I, oh, I need some help. But, you know, if you're there, can you please help me? And then the next thing I saw was this, this spirit being by the door. He was floating in the air. He had like his aura was all around him. He was his aura is what he was. And then he shaped into uh, kind of like a human shape. He was, uh, it was just his head and the rest of it, uh, rest of it was his, you know, he had like this uh, robe on him and he, his feet didn't touch the ground. And I looked at mine and my feet weren't touching the ground either. Now we know why I couldn't run or move around. <laughs> so uh, he said, he, he said, uh, he said, I'm here to help you. And I said, well, okay. Um, how do I know that you're not the, the devil trying to deceive me? He said, he said, what do you think? What's your first thought? You know, you have to go by, you know, your, your first thought. That's always the best thought. The first one, first intuition he said, use it. And so, and then he started to tell me things that I only thought about when I was a kid. So why do you think he was telling you those things just to sort of prove that he knew that he knew a lot about? Yeah. You? Yeah. He proved that he knew me. He told me things that I had only thought about. He told me things that I cried about when I went to bed. I mean, he, yeah. he was there, you know, I know that he was there. There's no question. And I know he's not the devil trying to deceive me. I know this. Who do you think he is? Uh, I think he's like an angel. He had a name. For for him, and he had a name for me, which I could not pronounce either one. So it's kind of hard to remember something you can't pronounce or spell, you know. So so I made a, a name for him for telling the story. I, I named him Bob, just so I could tell the story. I mean, it's a lot easier to say Bob than the the spirit being or any other you know synonyms that you can you know use. But um, he said, "What do you want to do?" And I said, "Well, I went outside first thing outside." We went through the wall and went outside, just like that. There's no effort, no nothing. And then he told me, so you can go, where do you want to go? You can go wherever you want. And I'd heard of the seven wonders of the world. I didn't really know much about them, but I knew, you know, that there were some, you know, like the pyramids were one of them. And I said, so I thought about it. I said, well, how about that? Let's do that. Because it kind of surprised me, you know, like I never really thought of where, where I would ever go if I had the chance to go anywhere. You know, and um, so he told me that, that we could go. And he said, he said, calm, be calm, trust me, and then think about where you want to go. So we did that. And then in, in an instant, we were in Egypt. And I saw all the pyramids. And Bob told me that the pyramids had a function a long time ago that had to do with the transference between the, the energy from the universe and the planet. 
That's what their purpose was. And that's, um, and then, and then I saw them, I saw them in the old times when they were, when they were at their peak, when they were actually being used. Um, and I also saw the current times in the city and the, and the city was like that in the pyramids where, you know, the, the basically the ones they are now, um, but you know, I saw both of, of those times and in the past time, I saw myself and Bob said, that's you, you, you're doing something now to make up for the things that you did in that life. Cause I did something bad in that life. I was a bad kid too, probably. But, um, but we went there, we were there and I asked him about how I could see myself in the past and, and then see me now and then the and then the, the present in the city. How could I see all that time? What you know? What's up with that? He said, "Well, he said that's how time works. He said everything is everything." Let me ask you a couple questions here. Did you? You said you saw the pyramids. Were, were you? Do you know where you were? Were you on the ground in the air? Any idea? In the air. We were in the air. Okay. So and how and and you just got there by Bob said think about it and and then you were there. Yeah, it was astral travel is what it was. It was just you know a little. A little that's how we moved around. Yeah. So, so did he talk like regular people or was it more like telepathy? It was more like telepathy. It was a, I could feel him talk. I couldn't hear it, but I could feel it. And I could understand it, and I talked the same way. So okay. it was just—it was a natural thing. It was a natural thing. It was—I didn't even think about it, you know, how it was and that it was happening. It was just that natural to me. Then, okay, what happened after the pyramids? Well, we went. I wanted to see things on the way, and we went. Oh, I wanted to go see. The Southwest United States and the, and the, the you know the West Coast and the United States in general, because um, that's where that's where I lived. And so we went and we flew. We flew about as high as the, state, the space shuttle would would orbit, and we could see all the countries and all the ocean and everything. We went we went toward California over the Pacific, and um, there were places that that were underwater that were energy places like in Egypt. And uh, there were places where the, the, there that still work where the energy comes in from the universe, uh, the, the planet takes it, uses it what it needs, and then it, it transfers the energy to someone else, somewhere else, back to the universe or, you know, I, I don't know all the physics about it. But um, we went uh, and we got to the Grand Canyon and I saw that and I saw the energy from it. Uh, when we passed the countries, I could see the energy from the countries, too. Uh, just in general, general, some of what energy is in there, whatever colors are there, just, you know, from the, the people and the, the land and everything. Just, you know, uh, it was just the energy. And uh, saw that, felt that at the Grand Canyon, felt just like it did when I visited when I was a kid. Um but, and then we went a little bit north to the northwest, and I saw mountain range, was probably the Cascades, where these, these mountains, some of them were bald. They didn't have any trees on them, or less trees than the rest of them. They were, you know, from deforestation. And um, 
saw that and, and Bob said that oh, well, we are basically ruining this planet We're with um, all the stuff that we do to it with our energy and what what we and our decisions and what you know we we value you know what we're what we're gonna do and um that was you know kind of sad and, and, and then we flew over and I flew over some cities and you could see, the energy in the cities was different than the energy in the country. It was, to, it was like totally different. It wasn't as, as brilliant. It wasn't as colorful. It was, a, there was a lot of like dark in it, in the cities itself. And I also saw uh, other, what I call, what I guess I call them ghosts. There were spirits that were, that were stuck in between the, the earth and the, the next plane after the plane that they're on. And uh, they, there were spirits like Bob that helped them to go to the light. And like Bob was helping me go to the light. And I could see the energies from them and I could see, see ghosts that weren't with anybody. And they, they, were, they were negative. They were, they were totally negative. Their, their energy was, was, was negative and I could tell. And, and it was all, that energy was made up from all of their decisions on stuff that they did and decisions from other people that affected them. Um, That's interesting. But, Explain, but, I, I'm trying to understand how, you've, you've mentioned a couple of times seeing energy. Is it, how, how did you, how did you see it? Was it, was it color? Was it just a perception with your eyes? How did that work? It was colors. I mean, we only, Bob only looked like his face in the beginning. The rest of it, it was just his, his massive colors and intensity. And, you know, he had like, like really bright colors and everything. My colors were like, like dark. I needed to, you know, my, my, and I was dark at the time. My energy, I was just, I was dark and I made dark energy. That's what, you know, what I did. Um, but I learned about them and I learned that a lot of times the reason that they're there is because they either don't think they're dead or they are afraid to go to the light or they don't know about the light or they just want to stay here and mess with people and they do that. And they, you know, they're happy right where they're at. And, you know, the Bob isn't going to help them if they're not going to show an inclination of wanting some help. You know, he's not going to bang his head against the wall to bring them back. You know, they don't do that. Anyone who can be helped, that's who gets helped. I wondered, I learned about the energy of the planet. And the planet had her, her own energy. He said that she has a name and it's called Gaia. And she has her own energy and she is alive. And um, she is like one of the one of the, the best creations in the in the universe. It, it, it's like she's she's female. She she's alive. She's alive just like just like my mom was alive. Um, and uh, I wanted to see her from afar. So we flew out to space and went went by the moon. And I could see the the planet. I could see it was all on the sunny side. And it was beautiful. And I could see the aura around the planet. The aura is not, you know, you, you see the pictures of, of the planet from the space shuttle. And there's, there's a little blue glow around it. Well, think about that a hundred times more. That's what I saw. 
I saw the, the, the planet's aura. And there was a sound too. It was like a like a musical type of a sound. It didn't have a beat, but it was more like a like a hum. It reminded me of the sound that was coming from my body. Is what it reminded me of. Hmm. And uh, I, you know, we talked a little bit more about the um, about the planet and, and you know what we're doing to each other. I was just taking all this stuff in, you know. And then I thought, well, okay, see the moon, see the earth. What about stars? I want to go see a star. How about that? Can I do that? He said, absolutely. Go anywhere you want. So we went and we flew like totally, totally as fast as we did when we went to Egypt. Um, And we went past each of the planets. And when we went past each of the planets in our system, we slowed down. And I could see that there were souls on all of those planets. And I could see that... um, all the planets had their own auras and all the planets had their own sound. And they're, they're supposed to, I don't remember what the themes are, but they're, each one of the planets has a theme for learning of uh, different aspects of you know, what stuff that we do here. Um, it's, you, know, you go on those planets until you graduate to come to this one and you... Uh, use everything that you learn from the other planets to make it here. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's like a, it's kind of like, it is like reincarnation is what it's like. It's, you know, that was the evidence I saw. And, you know, I, I couldn't believe it. You know, it's like, wow, okay, well, okay. If that's how it is. That's how it is. So we kept going and we went to this, to this place and it looked like a star from afar, but then we got, came closer and it was a circle, and it had um, not a perfect circle. It, it was like a, a, a it had a, it was like a spiral, is what it was. It might have been a spiral galaxy, but I, I saw, and it was spinning, and it was like sucking things in, and oh, we stayed far away from it, so we wouldn't get sucked in. Okay. Well, I looked at this, and it was a calm center. And I could see there was something on the other side that was not black. It was not space on the other side. It was something else. And I wanted to go there. Right then I said, no, I want to go here. I want to go there. He said, well, um, uh, I want to make sure that you're ready to handle what you find when you go there. Because it could be dangerous. And I said, okay, well, okay, why, you know, uh, how did all this stuff get to be? I started asking how, you know, what about God? You know, what is God really? You know, I have an idea of, you know, from someone else, but what, what is God? And Bob said that God is the sum total of all energy that there is. He's the sum total of all positive energy, sum total of all negative energy, everything, all the energy that goes through everything. That's what God is. And when you understand everything, then I have a chance of understanding God. That's what he told me about God. Let me ask you when, uh, I, I hate to go back, but I didn't want to interrupt. When you, um, when you were passing planets and you said you saw souls there and they were sort of, remind me, they were graduating from one to another until they could get to Earth? Right. Is that pretty much how it worked? Did, was, that, was this something that Bob was explaining to you or did that knowledge just come to you? I think it was Bob explaining it to me. I don't, I'm not sure. No one, I never thought about it. Never thought about that question. Okay. Okay, go ahead. 
So you were talking about what was on the other side that you may not be. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to go there and I couldn't go there when we talked about God. And then I thought about, well, what about religion? Where's religion in all this? How does this work? And um, he said that there are, that there are uh, masters to every religion. There's a, oh, there's a great, uh, uh, Jesus is a great master and Buddha is a great master. And uh, down the line, all the icons from those religions are great masters and they all have uh, the same goal at the end. Um, and, oh, and then he's this white light came and it, it, it was brilliant. It was brilliant white light. I never saw it before. It was, and, and, and it was big and it, it surrounded me. And then oh, I saw Jesus appear. It was uh, his face just kind of like Bob's was. Only he looked like the painting that I saw in the Lutheran school. That's exactly what he looked like. And uh, I think that he appeared that way because I wouldn't know who, you know, I wouldn't recognize none of that. So the religious icon that I knew about. And that's why I saw him. He said one thing to me. He said, tell them to love one another and all will be well. Because he picked up, on, I was concerned about the, the planet and us, and, you know, starting to get worried about, you know, stuff that I never even thought was right. You know, that I never even knew about. But we, uh, I saw him and, and he, he just surrounded me and took me in. And, and it, I felt so, so safe and so, so it, it was like, uh, I was a baby and I was with my mother, you know, that, that's kind of how it felt. And he said it to me, then the light was gone. He left, he was gone, just like that. And I, I and then I look and I could see where, uh, I look where he was and then past him, I could see all of the planets in a line. They're all this way. And I could see uh, all of their auras, and I could hear all of their sounds. Each sound I could hear from each of the planets, and then I could hear them all together, all depending on what I wanted to what I wanted to hear. And I could see their auras too, all of them, all all like boom, 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 all the way across. And it's like, whoa, oh wow, that that was like the the, the coolest thing that I saw in my NDE. It really was. It's I have a real hard time trying to describe it, um, but. I went there and I was like, after that, it's like, uh, oh, I don't know what to do. I don't know where, where I should go. Maybe you pick a place, you know, I told Bob. And um, he said, okay, well, well, we'll go somewhere. I, I know where to take you. And so we flew, we came back, we passed all the planets again, all the way back to this place that was near our planet. And when we got there, we were on the outside of it and I could see, souls going back and forth. Some of them had people who had guides with them. Other ones didn't. They were just going back and forth from the earth to the city and the um, the city to the earth. And we went in, we went into the area and we came down and there was this square. It was like a town square. There was a well in the middle of it and we were hovering on the ground, ground level and to the left, there was a small, there was this, there was this house. It was a, it was a pretty big house. It wasn't, you know, it, it was small compared to the building that was on the right. Building that the on the right was endless. I saw the down the side of it, and I could, I couldn't see the end of it, and it, and it was huge. Well, Bob took me into the house, and went upstairs, 
and I saw four different souls. One each one there were four different ones. Each one had their own room, and they were doing some kind of artsy type stuff in there. Uh, and Bob took me to one, and they they uh, spirit asked me, "Why are you here?" And uh, the, and they they were concerned that I was there. And then I saw the other three just got the same thing. And then we went out of the building and we went outside and then we went into the big building. Big building had these double doors, wood. It was white. It was trimmed in wood. Um, they, I walked in the double doors, me and Bob, and to my right, there was these double doors with gold handles on them. And to my left, there was this bench. And then forward was big, long hallway. And there was this hall that was just, there was a, there was a hall like in the middle of it. And I could see spirits in there. They were doing something. I don't know what they were doing, but um, I saw them. And then Bob said, I'm going to go in into here, we point to the doors. And he said, you have to sit here. Well, there was this wooden bench there and it glowed. All the wood there glowed. And um, I sat there and started to, remember things. I started to remember things from the, the past life in Egypt. And I was almost to the point where I was going to find out what exactly I did there when Bob came out of the room and said it was time for me to go in there. And he said, don't be afraid. Be honest. And I said, okay, okay, I'll remember that. I went in there and there was this group of spirits. There was like six of them they were, uh, there was a horseshoe table, and they were around the horseshoe table. And in the open part, that's where I was. And they started to play my life. I saw my my soul go travel through space and down and go into my mother, be born. And then uh, I saw my parents, what happened to them, uh, why they got their divorce. And it's all stuff that I didn't know about that I saw. And it's like, okay. Well, they started showing me things like that, you know, like when I was growing up. They they showed me oh, all the bad stuff that I did, and they showed me all the good stuff that I did because I did really do good stuff when I was a when I was a kid, you know, when I was younger, and you know, it, it was like a kind of like a roller coaster type of a thing. I, I mean, it was a, it was a, a they would stop at certain points. It wasn't my entire life that they showed me, but they showed me the key points of how I got to be the way I was. Who do you think those beings were? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But you know what I will tell you? There was one of them that I was definitely afraid of. One of them I was totally afraid. And I saw him, yeah, I was afraid. And these these guys, they, you know, they saw my energy. They know how to read the energy. They know, you know, what what I was thinking and you know, how I felt, you know. And then at the end, they asked me, they said, well, would you say you were more positive or more negative in your life? Well, after seeing everything, you know, I thought about it. It's like, oh, I can't say positive, but I really want to. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll just say positive. You know, I thought about lying. Okay. Well, <laughs> thinking they know, you know, they know exactly what you're thinking. And they, they told me that um, I have a decision to make and whether I want to go back and live the rest of my life or not. So I I told him, well, uh, uh, no, I want to stay here. I want to stay here. And they said, no, 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 no. You have to think about it first. And, and they, they, 
I got ejected out of there. The next thing I knew, I was, I was, one, I was there in the room, and the next thing I knew, I was outside in this garden. Garden had a stone bench. Hmm. So I sat down. And Bob wasn't around. And, and I, I sat down and I started thinking about why I wanted to stay and, oh, and, and trying to figure out how I could stay because I really wanted to stay. And um, then Bob came. And I told him, I said, well, he said, what are you going to do? And I said, well, I don't know. I don't know. I, I really want to stay. What's going to happen to me if I, when I go back then, if I go back? He said, well, he says, you're going um, to have a hard time finding jobs. You're going to have money problems. Um, you're going to have health problems. Uh, you're going to um, have relationship problems um, and just a lot of stuff. And he also said, that I was going to get married soon. And I was so far away from that, that no girls wanted me. It was just, there's no way, you know, I, I never even thought that that would ever happen for me, but oh, I, I ended up, oh, I got married. He said, I get married and I don't have four kids. And my wife was near me, he said. And then, um, what else did he say? He said, oh, that, I'd be living in the area that I'm living in now. I, well, I, I questioned him. I wanted to know when I was going to be back there is what I really wanted to know. And I started asking all these, these leading questions, that, you know, try to, you know, same question, 10 different ways, you know, to, to try to get a different answer, you know. <laughs> but um, So wouldn't he answer that for you? Uh, no. The, the way he is, he makes me think about my answer and he makes me he's i'm not going to tell you that's that's your thing yeah <laughs> you know he, so, he, he helps me in other ways so tell me why you wanted to stay well i wanted to stay because of the feeling of it there the the feeling of it there wasn't quite as intense as the feeling that i had when the uh, the when the jesus surrounded me it wasn't it, that was like way intense you know just totally total peace but this place was like that too it's like I wanted to stay because I go. I wanted to have that feeling. I didn't. I didn't want it to go away, and I didn't want to. Um, I didn't want to go back because my. Uh, uh, I was having a really hard life, and I was, you know, I, I didn't. I didn't want it. You know, I wanted to stay. But then he started telling me, you know, about uh, I would have the kids and, and the wife and everything where I was going to be living. And um, so, what was your, what was your thought at that point? You liked where you were. But he was um, telling you all well, these things that were going to happen. Right. Did right. you believe all these him? Things that would happen were, were required me to be there. Yeah. Like, like you know, if I wasn't there, I wouldn't have kids. And he said, one of my kids is going to be different than the others. And I have, a, I have an autistic son. Huh. So, so how many kids do you have? Four. <laughs> okay. He said I would have a brown dog, too. I don't know why he told me that, but I did have a brown dog. So tell us about uh, uh, the decision you made, how you reported that decision and, and came back. Well, I told Bob, I said, well, okay, I'm going to go back for everybody else. That's what I'm going to do. And um, he said, okay, well, he says, um, there was this river that was right there uh, that was by the garden. So we went over there and Bob told me that the river is, has a function that it, washes away memories that you can't take back to the planet. Memories that, you know, could, could harm you, distract you, um, harm other people. You just, you know, you, 
it's just, you know, some of the stuff you can remember, some of the stuff, I guess, is classified because they, you know, they wouldn't let me remember everything. But they, they let me remember enough, though, uh, because before I went in, the, before I dove into River, you know, Bob touched me on what would have um, been my lips. And he said, you will share. I said, OK. Um, so I dove, in the, I dove into the river, went down to the bottom, came out, and I was in space. And there was this trail. There's like a glitter trail that was going through. And you know, I followed that glitter trail. And I followed it all the way down to well, where the Detroit Zoo is. There was this water tower there. I saw the water tower. So I knew what it was. So I went for that. And then um, I went to, uh, I went, uh, hovered like like three miles, flew over to where my body was in the house. And um, I got there. And b- before I went in, I thought, well, Wow, I can move. I know how all this stuff works. I know a lot of stuff about that. Like, you know, maybe I want to go explore a little more, you know? But then I thought about it. It's like, well, yeah, you also know there's a lot of danger out there, too. <laughs> so I decided I, I, I was just going to go back to my body. I stood by this gate. I saw the sun come up. It's almost coming up, and I could hear it. It was like a, like a sound. I was all excited. I said, you know, I'm going to... um. I'm going to tell my friends. I'm going to tell people about this. This is awesome. Well, went in, got back in my body. And the first thing I did was make sure that things worked. You know, make sure that, that I could, uh, hand, fingers, nose, toes, you know, make sure uh, that I'm intact. And, and I, I was. So I got up and it's like 5.30 in the morning, 6.30, um, my friends were all sleeping, and I will. Uh, and I said, "Guys, guess what happened?" Woke them all up after a night of after a night of partying where everyone's drunk with all the hangovers. Well, I got, you know, I started telling them, and they said, oh, "Stop your crazy talk! You know, just you didn't go anywhere. You were just in a chair all night." I tried to tell pretty much everyone that I saw that I knew that day, and nobody would listen. Nobody. Nobody, and I even got stop your crazy talk from other people too. But um, but that's a, at the end of the day, my energy. When I came back, my energy was up way, way, way high. I, I was just like, I could do. I felt like I could do anything that I wanted to do. My mother, she didn't want to hear about it. She said, "No, I don't want to know." Bob said before I came back, he said I was going to have obstacles in sharing this story. And I have, I have. I told my wife, that's it. I didn't tell anyone else. My wife had to be, had to be cool with it. Otherwise, I wouldn't have married her. In your own mind, and I'm not giving you a hard time here. I, I'm really curious. How, how do you know this wasn't just a dream, a drug-induced dream of some sort? How do you know this was real? Well, dreams, you usually forget them. And, and this was not... And a lot of times they don't make sense. What happened to me made sense, and I remember it all. So that's another reason why I, say, why I got to say it's not a hallucination, because hallucinations don't make sense, and those get forgotten just like dreams. So let me other ask you another too. question that I think I think our some of our listeners probably were curious of. You you mentioned the uh, the the experience with Jesus it sounded very brief. Is there anything else about that that you can tell us what he looked like, what he was doing, how it felt? 
Well, he just kind of he just kind of blindsided me. He just is is like he just surrounded me, and and that's that's pretty much what he did. He, he only said the one thing. That's all he said. And that thing is, I wrote it down. Tell love them one to another, love and one another, well. and all will be well. Who who do you mean by them? Probably everybody you could talk to. Everybody. Yeah. How did he make you feel? Well, well it made me feel like I, oh, I have a purpose to, to tell people that. I mean, he made it a point to tell me that, made it a point that that's, that's all he told me, which is really, really all I needed to know. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, the bottom line for everything. You mentioned one of the six people that was there when they were doing this life review kind of experience with you, that you were sort of afraid of him. Did you have that feeling with Jesus around? No, mm -mm, not at all. Not at all. Everything was, was totally, totally positive. And so didn't see any negative in any of it. So what is your, without, you don't need to, Tell us about your whole life since this happened. But what is what has changed? What in you has changed, and what has this done for you? Well, uh, afterward, I stopped hanging around with those friends, and when I met my wife, she got rid of them completely. She had a gift for that. All right, here's another big question for you. I mean, we're, we're all getting older. Are you afraid to die someday? No, I'm not afraid to die. You know, if it happens, you know, I'm going to accept it. But it's not something that I want to do right away. I mean, I'm, no, I'm, not, I'm not in any hurry to go back. Do you have any final thoughts you'd like to give as sort of a wrap-up to summarize what happened, maybe advice for other people? Well, um, advice for other people you know first is to love one another and help you and all will be well but um what i'd like to say is uh, there is an afterlife out there if you're you know wondering about it if you're waffling on it you want to you want to know uh, you can read my story and 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 that tell you what i know but then there's all kinds of other stories too there is an afterlife out there if you're wondering where your 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 mom went or your aunt or whatever they're I'm very confident that they're going to be in the afterlife. And in the afterlife, you, you can learn after you die, you learn about uh, the things that you did in your life and what, what goals that you met that you set for your life beforehand. Okay. You know, we all have trials in this life. And I think, and I think a lot of yours and a lot of all the rest of ours are here so we can learn something. That's, it's got to be part of what we're here for, right? Right, right, right. And you learn along the way. Like I learned, I learned a lot of bad stuff. I learned, you know, no, I won't say bad. So I would say serious stuff. Is what I learned about. You know, the, the oh, I didn't get any type of present or anything when I came back. They didn't. Nothing went away. I was still the same person, wearing the same pants, in the same house, in the same neighborhood. Same problems, I was still David. Same. I still had all the stuff that I did and, and all, all the same problems when I came back. Now that yeah. went away. Uh, uh, and I prayed for that kind of stuff to go away too. I, I even asked Bob, Bob said, that, that's you, buddy. It's up to you. You know what to do. So if people want to hear more, uh, learn more about the experiences that you've had, where can they do that? 
Well, oh, my, there is a book on Amazon. It's called Soul Bear to Metaphysical Journey. But there is also uh, a website called soulbear.com. Well, my story is on that website. The whole story, it's the same thing as the book. It's just a copy of the book. Um, the different from the book, you know, the website has some pictures, which I wish I could put in the other book, but that's okay. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, those, those are the two main ways. Anyway, David, it was so good talking to you, and I look forward to seeing you in Salt Lake City later in the summer. Yes, yes, I'm going to be there. Great. Anyway, thanks a lot, and I hope things go well for you. Yep, you too. If you've had a round-trip death experience and would like to share it with us, we would love to hear from you. Send an email to me, eric at roundtripdeath.com. And lastly, if you've found this program uplifting, if it's given you just a little more hope in the future, share it with a friend and be sure to visit roundtripdeath.com. Until then, I wish you everything good that you're looking for in this life and the next. Mm -hmm.